0: except it's Leah Murray and Greg Scortis, and you're here with us for the afternoon conversation. So, Greg, federal prosecutors and attorneys for Donald Trump are out of court today having a hearing. Do you know why?
1: Because the Department of Justice is asking the judge presiding over the uh, Mar-a-Lago investigation to hold Trump personally in contempt of court. They've accused him of failing to turn over classified documents. He was under subpoena to do that. They say they say he didn't do that. He disregarded a court order and they're asking the judge to hold him in contempt.
0: All right. So it's behind closed doors, so we won't know for a minute. But we've got John Huber, the former U.S. attorney for the District of Utah, with us to maybe kind of speculate on what might be going on. Welcome to the show, John.
2: Hey, Leah and Greg, it's great to be with you again.
0: So can you tell us, and maybe expound on what Greg said, I mean, I assume he's right, but maybe you have a better insight, why does the Department of Justice want to hold the former president in contempt of court?
2: Well, it, it's a, it's the latest in a series of events that we've watched uh, through the summer, you know, including the search warrants served at Mar-a-Lago and some of the court proceedings and the special master. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, spinoffs of this story, but this is the latest version, and... I think you can take it as a signal that the attorney general has kind of had it up to his ears. And if you could picture federal prosecutors, and Greg knows this well, he's worked with federal prosecutors for decades, but these are very talented and dedicated professionals that are really obedient to their masters. I don't mean to, you know, make it demeaning, but these are aggressive prosecutors. They're just looking for how aggressive they're allowed to be. And to take uh, contempt proceedings or ask for contempt powers to be issued by a judge against the team of the former president, well, that means that they're taking the gloves off, they're loosening the leash, whatever metaphor you want to use. The federal prosecutors have been allowed to take a very aggressive posture in this case.
1: John, I remember having you on at this show about a month ago when we were talking about this the search warrant itself and you describing as the former US attorney for the district of Utah just how how important these are and how 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 much would have had to go into the the search warrant the drafting of the search warrant the the probable cause statement for for the agents to go into a former president's house would the same be true for the Department of Justice asking that a former president be held in contempt of court. I mean, these aren't things we just do lightly, are they?
2: They're not things you do lightly, even on a regular case, Greg, as you know, for someone to go ask for contempt uh, powers to be issued in any case is really an uphill battle. It's a rare circumstance. Now apply that rarity to Taking on the former president, that shows you, as you suggest, that we're talking about a tip of the iceberg as far as how much we, the public, understand what's going on. But it's a signal that the Department of Justice, led by the attorney general, and now he's appointed a special counsel, that they have really uh, grown weary and impatient of, probably probably from their perspective, shenanigans on the part of the president. Of course, there's another side to the story that the president's people are saying, hey, you're misusing the power that's been given you. As constituents and as a former prosecutor, Greg's a former prosecutor, you want someone at the lead prosecutor position to have a steady hand, to be measured in their response, to be careful and plotting, and the the way they use the powers that have been given to them by the Constitution and the statutes of the United States. So you take that normal presumption of regularity and calm and order and steady hand, and look at what's going on now. That suggests to us that there's a lot more of this story, and that the Department of Justice has really had it up to their eyeballs.
3: Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.
0: So what would happen, John, like what actually would happen to the president if he is held in contempt? Like, what does that accomplish? What would he, you know, does he get fined? Like, what are the, you know, consequences?
2: Yeah, and it looks like they've asked for monetary penalties, fines, in order to coerce compliance. And that's typically a first step. But to even get there, and Greg will echo this, to get to a judge issuing a fine for contempt or daily fines until people come into compliance, that takes a lot of effort to convince a federal judge to do that. Federal judges are very careful about employing this power that they have, and it would be in a rare circumstance. So that would be a first step, though, uh, to say, hey, look, you're going to be paying a penalty, maybe a daily penalty, until you do what I, the court, have asked and directed you to do. So that would be a first step. But I mean, theoretically, you can put someone in jail and there's there's a case in my career where i did that where someone just would not do what the judge was was telling that this person to do and they ended up spending months in jail i really think that is uh <laughs> that's not foreseeable in this case at all from what we understand right now
1: yeah you're you're right john that would be that would be very difficult we're interviewing john hewer former us attorney for the district of utah who was by the way appointed by a Democratic president and reappointed by a Republican president, so John was very balanced and fair. And, He's the steady and, and hand. Yes, that we're yes, and for. he was <laughs> a loving <above laughs> U.S. attorney. Uh, you know, you talked about these steps that maybe you start with a, a monetary sanction and it increases a little bit. I mean, it makes sense in cases like this, doesn't it, John? For the judge to to at least give give Trump one. I mean. One more chance, I guess, is not the right word, but another opportunity to say, "Look, we're serious about this. We are going to start imposing some things, and it could lead to other things." I mean, the judge is going to, if the judge finds that contempt is appropriate, sort of weigh what's what what's out there, what could potentially happen. Correct?
2: Yeah, there's steps here, Greg and Leah. There are steps, and the judge is not going to start with the, the biggest hammer that that he or she has in their their toolbox. They're going to start with something more measured, and it's probably before they impose any kind of penalty. Yet again, they will say, "Hey, look, president's team, former president, I'm serious. They're going to give you a deadline. You need to meet these uh, circumstances. Uh, you know, by this deadline. If you don't do X, then Y is going to happen. This list. There will be steps here. It's not. I really don't expect we're going to hear." Coming out of these hearings today, any grand announcement that, you know, someone's in handcuffs or there's been a huge fine imposed, I think there are going to be steps to encourage compliance. And I have to say, you know, there has been compliance, maybe not to the satisfaction of some, but the the story this week is because the president – a former president employed a team to go search again, and they found a few more documents. And so that's compliance in action. And so you can't say there hasn't been any compliance. That would be an inaccurate view of the circumstances here.
0: Right. I know when I read that, I thought, oh, that poor person, you know, picked up that envelope and said, oh, no. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Just like, oh, no. Um, But I'm wondering, like you said, we've been talking about this for months. So how does today's hearing and whatever happens – impact the inv- in investigation kind of writ large
2: it's another step and it, federal investigations are really they're broad there's lots of different variables and tangents that you can go down they're big that's why when, when our mothers taught us you know say hey don't make a federal case out of it i mean that the meaning behind <laughs> that the axiom is that they're very difficult to bring they're very complicated so this is a piece in the puzzle It's certainly not the end of the story. We're going to see a lot more on this, perhaps. But if DOJ does it right, if DOJ does their investigation right, and at the end of the day they don't have evidence uh, to bring something against the former president or members of his team, then we really shouldn't know much about it because it should be held in confidence and it should be behind closed doors to protect uh, the innocent. That's a basic framework of our country, and the only reason we should hear more about it is if this leads to something affirmatively the uh, DOJ does against somebody.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. At this point, at this point, John, and we've only got a minute left, it, it, these proceedings are, are confidential. What's happening in front of the judge today is, are, is going to be confidential.
2: Well, that's what I understand. They're behind closed doors, and I think it's probably because it's related to grand jury proceedings, Greg. As you know, grand jury subpoenas and proceedings and witnesses who appear before the grand jury are all intended to be in secret so that fact finders and those seeking the truth can do so without outside interference. And we hope that that process does maintain its integrity so that innocent people are protected and that the facts are found and that decisions are based on evidence and justice and not on passion.
0: John Huber, former U.S. Attorney for the District of Utah, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon.
2: Good to be with you.
0: All right. So coming up, we will be joined by Professor Scott Hammond to discuss his new book, Small Steps for Big Learning. Stay with us after the break.